Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. So we do acknowledge the forces of light, asking for guidance, direction, and courage to know the truth, as it is revealed for our highest good and the highest good of everyone connected to us. O Holy Spirit of God, protect me from all forms of self-centeredness and direct my attention to the work at hand. Help me to know the audience of the I Speak Human podcast in the light of the Akashic Records, to see the audience of the I Speak Human podcast through the eyes of the Lords of the Records, and enable me to share the wisdom and compassion that the masters, teachers, and loved ones of the audience of the I Speak Human podcast have for them. The records are now open. We honor you with love and compassion. We honor you with love and compassion. We honor you with love and compassion. You're okay. You're okay. Every single one of you is okay. We know we can feel the scrambling. We can feel the fear. We can feel the paranoia. We can feel the guilt. We can feel the shame. We see it. We see it. We see it. We see it. We understand it. We know it. We understand it. We see it. We see it. We see it. But we want you to understand that it is a frequency that you do not have to operate in. It is one level of consciousness. It is one level of awareness. Your emotions are an indication of the energy that you're moving towards, the energy you're moving through, and how your energy is responding to the forces around you. You are in control of your life more than you possibly know. You don't understand this fully right now, and that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Some of you know. Some of you understand. Some of you are aware. Some of you know. Some of you understand. Some of you are aware. But there's so many of you that know but don't know that see but can't see, that say it but don't know it for real, and you have flashes and moments and insights, and we want you to know that's okay, you're waking up. You're waking up. You're waking up. Even Victoria, she's waking up. Victoria doesn't always listen to the messages. She doesn't always tune in. She's not always aware. She lets her emotions rule her often. She lets her mind meander. She lets her mind wander and gets into thoughts that create chaos, that create fear, that create anxiety. She is not above you all. She isn't above you all. We want to make that really, really clear. She is a being opening up and she's awakening. And we're letting her awaken in front of you because we want you to watch an awakening. We want you to watch an awakening. We want you to watch an awakening, but she is not your leader. She isn't your leader. She isn't your guru. She isn't your master. She isn't here to tell you the answers. You are the answer. You are the answer. We're allowing her to stand before you and opening up and waking up. And as you watch her stumble and fall and guide and process, she has not arrived. And that scares her. She doesn't like that. She wishes she could arrive and then come up and tell you all what happened, then come up and tell you her wisdom. But that's not, that's not awakening. That's not awakening. 
We want you to understand that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're not behind or ahead. And even now, some of you, you're afraid. You're thinking about the things you could lose because awakening, there's a shifting, there's a letting go, there's a moving through, there's a losing, and there's a losing of who we thought we were. The ego dies, the ego dies, the ego dies, the ego dies, and it feels like we are dying, but you're not. You're not dying. All the things that feel like you can't bear to lose. As you begin to release your grip off of them, they will bloom. As you begin to release your grip off the neck of your finances and your relationships and your work and your play. And you allow them to breathe and you allow them to breathe and you allow them to breathe. Let yourself breathe. We aren't asking you to walk away from anything. We're not asking you to do away with anything. We aren't even asking you to give up emotions or give up cares or give up your fears. We're just asking you to breathe. So take a moment right now and breathe. Take a moment and breathe. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're not behind. You didn't make a mistake. You didn't go in the wrong direction. You're okay. You're actually exactly where you're supposed to be. So many of you all went into 2020 feeling the energy, feeling this change, feeling this shift. And then as the world began to crumble around you, as the things you knew as reality began to crumble around you, you thought, this can't be it. This is wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. I must have gone in the wrong direction. I must have done the wrong thing. I must have chosen the wrong partner, the job or the thing. I must have chosen wrong because everything is shifting and crumbling. And for some of you, that may be true and you may have shifted and let go of things. And for some of you, you may have just experienced extreme pain and fear and stress. And we want you to know that this is a vital part of you getting what you're asking for, of you getting what you want. You want expansion, you have to contract. If you want a baby, you have to give birth. It's painful. It hurts. You have to give up who you are, your ego, your body, for this thing to be grown inside of you. And as that is, it's been growing, you've been hibernating, and you've been shut away in your homes, and things feel like everything's been taken away from you, and you're never going to get it back, and life's never going to go back to normal. And it, you're right, it's not. But you're now feeling the contractions, aren't you? You're now feeling the contractions. It's time to push. It's time to birth what you've been manifesting. 
And you may be asking, Victoria's asking right now, well, you told him to let go and then you told them to contract and push, so which is it? Yes. Surrender. Surrender to this process. Surrender. Trust that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. We want to also say that there's many of you focusing on one area of your life when you need to be focusing and putting your energy in another. Some of you are obsessing about money when you need to be taking care of your bodies. Some of you are obsessing about your relationship when you need to think about your connection to yourself. Some of you are focused on your career when you need to be focusing on your creativity. And we aren't saying to cut things off or let go of the relationship or the job or the desire that this or that, we're not, we're not saying that. But we're saying shift your energy because all of that stress and worry that you're placing on a specific area of your life is meant to be being fueled into an area of growth and movement so listen today as Victoria goes through the month of April, and she may tell you things that hit your chart specifically, and that's all wonderful. And we love astrology, and we love the work that she does, and we love that she has this language to communicate, but your soul knows. So in the next few minutes, or over the course of the rest of this episode, open up your heart and ask yourself where my energy is out of alignment, where, and alignment such, such a funny word. It's so, it feels, you all think of things so linearly. Oh, I need to move it from here to here. It's circular, my darlings. It's circular. So just let the energy move through and shift to the next place. And also, you all need to be resting. We really want to harp this on you. You need to be resting. You're going through an awakening. Your cells, every part of your body is changing. Your DNA is literally changing. Take care of yourselves. Drink water. Sleep. Get outside. Eat good food. Allow yourself to be a human. But tune in, listen for messages, listen to your higher self, listen to God, listen to Jesus, listen to whoever you resonate with. And honor the messages. They don't have to be big. They don't have to be big. We gave simple messages to Victoria before this podcast. She started recording it. And she could have chosen to follow them or not. And when she follows the messages, it just brings her into more alignment. So the message we gave her was to clear the crystals she's wearing. She hasn't cleared them in a while. She hasn't charged them in a while. And they are holding on to a lot of energy. And it was causing a lot of chaos. So she recorded this recording three or four times. 
few minutes, things would happen. Somebody was outside with a leaf blower. She would stumble over her words. She was using a version of the pathway prayer that isn't in alignment with her soul at this moment in time. And then she went and cleansed her crystals with some sage and came back in and had clarity. And we want to, we want to emphasize you all see that and you go, Oh, she cleared her crystals. I need to clear my crystals and everything will be okay. Or I'll get clarity. I'll get to alignment. And maybe that it's true, but that was what she needed. That's what she needed to do to get into alignment because we're always looking for the quickest ways to get you into alignment. And that was the quickest way we saw to help her get back into alignment. And it's not a fixed point. She's going to move in and out of alignment through the course of this episode. She's not great at staying in alignment right now. She's working on it. She's trying to get better at listening to the messages. And we said she's working on it and she's trying. That's her human. And her ego's learning to surrender to the messages when they're small and don't make sense. And some of you are also wondering, who is she channeling? Who is she channeling? Who is she talking through? It's her guides. It's a collective of her guides. It's a collective of her family and her higher self. But for the sake of the sensitivity of our relationships with her, we're going to keep that private. But we love her very, very much. And we loved her very much on Earth. And we love her very, very much now. And we're very, very proud of her. And we've wanted her to do this podcast for so long. We're not the only people she channels, by the way. But we're some. She channels aliens. She channels Jesus. She channels ascended masters. She channels archangels. She channels Buddha. She was hesitant to say that. But she does. She doesn't know she does, but she does. She doesn't always know when she's channeling and who she's channeling. But she's been channeling her entire life. She talks to people on the other side constantly. They come to her after they pass. She's one of the first people that they come to when they pass. Because she's so close. She's so close to the veil. She has her face pressed up against the veil most of the time. And it makes life hard for her sometimes, but she's learning. She's learning how to balance it. You're okay. You're all okay. And you're all protected. And you're taken care of. And you have guides. You all have guides. So many, so many, so many, so many. You have family members that have passed on and friends. You have different people you've known in past lives. You have ascended masters. You have different star seeds looking out for you. You have your higher self. And this is all the same. This is just a high vibrational energy. But we know how you like your labels. So we'll give them to you. 
even in the course of this conversation, Victoria's channeled five to ten different beings. More than that. Because it's not singular. She's not... We're one unit when we come together, but different ones will she will pick up at different times because she hasn't fully figured out how to stay consistent with one channel of energy when she's channeling, but that's okay. She's learning. She'll get better and better at it. We thank you for letting her learn in front of you. We thank you for listening to us. I would like to thank the masters, teachers, and loved ones for the love and compassion. I would like to thank the Lords of the Akashic Records for their point of view, and I would like to thank the Holy Spirit of Light for all knowledge and healing. The records are now closed. Amen. The records are now closed. Amen. The records are now closed. Amen. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, That was very, I was not planning that at all. By the way, that was very weird for me. Um, Very vulnerable. But I, I'm going to leave it in because I think that's, that's what, that's what it was there for. It was for you all. So let's get into the astrology of this month. So this forecast is for April, 2021. The first thing that's going to happen at the beginning of this month is Mercury is going to ingress into the sign of Aries. Mercury has been in the sign of Pisces since February. And we're going to probably notice this pretty quick because Mercury in Pisces is kind of like being underwater. Mercury, as I'm recording this episode, Mercury is currently in Pisces. And so I'm, I think that's even why I was led to do a more spiritual beginning to this episode and even keep this information a little less heady because we are still in that Piscean energy. Now, by the time this comes out, which will be on April 4th, we will, Aries will have moved into the sign. I mean, excuse me, Mercury will have moved into the sign of Aries. But what this means is that we're going to get our fire back. We're going to get our mental agility back. I know a lot of us have been feeling really just underwater. I mean, that's Pisces is a water sign. We've been feeling just kind of foggy and then Neptune's been in there. So there's been some delusion and illusion and escapism. Um, So and maybe even some anxiety and then using substances to curb that. That's a very Neptune Pisces, you know, way of coping. It's It's a lower vibrational way of coping. A higher vibrational way would be meditation and really anything that'll reset your nervous system is a better way to use that Neptunian Piscean energy, but let's be honest, we've all done both. (laughs) So um, yeah, but definitely we're going to notice us getting our fire back. So a lot of things that have been kind of murky or confusing are going to start getting dried out and information is going to start coming in that and also kind of us wanting to get our lives in order, I think is going to kind of ramp back up. Mercury, just because that rules our mind and our communication, and there's so a lot of things kind of can get foggy and murky during, you know, when Mercury is in a water sign, especially Pisces, especially with Neptune there. So all of that energy that we've been kind of swimming through is going to start drying out. And that doesn't mean that like 
we're immediately going to, because if you think about it, like if you were in an ocean and you've been in an ocean for, you know, a long time and when you come out of the ocean, you're not going to immediately dry off. Your fingers aren't going to immediately, you know, go back to normal from being really puny. Pruny, your skin's not going to immediately get dry. Your hair is going to stay wet for a long time. So just keep in mind that yes, Mercury going into Aries, you are going to see a ramp up of energy and a lot of things just picking up the pace in general. Um, and a lot of lot more connection, a lot more talking. Um, even mentally, you're going to be, okay, I'm going to go do, and probably like an awareness of like, okay, I'm going to go do this and then I'm going to go do this. And this is what I have to do about this. Um, but just be aware that Mercury and Aries can also make you very verbally punchy and even start fights, bickering, um, and definitely can be an ego dance with Mercury and Aries, not wanting to listen to other people, just wanting to speak themselves. So just be aware of that. Um, as we go through this transit, Mercury is going to go through Aries really fast. I think we're all going to really enjoy this transit, to be honest, because I think that we we need this. We need the okay, let's get this done. Let's let's get moving forward. And Aries is also not a is a planet that's an action planet. I mean, sorry, it's an action sign. So. Aries is going to be like, you know what, we may not find the exact right thing to do, but we're going to do this. And I think for some of us, that's what we need to do right now. And I know for me and my my life, there's a lot of things that I, I really want to figure out the exact right answer and the exact right, you know, even down to like my Instagram, like I want everything to be perfect and planned out and a lot and it's an Aries energy is like, just start it, just do it. Just it's not going to be the Instagram, you know, layout that you're going to have for the rest of eternity, but do something move forward. And that's what this energy is inviting us to do. It's time for us to move forward, make a move, step out, have that conversation, say the thing, send the email, sign up for the thing you've been planning. But and a lot of us haven't known what that was. Like, okay, well, what do I need to do next? What's the next step? So I'm hoping with the sun being in Aries, you may have gotten a little bit clearer. I know I have like just some things like, okay, I need to go to therapy. Like <laughs> that's been the big thing. And that's, you know, Mercury's been in Pisces and I don't know what to do in a lot of areas of my life, and I feel kind of confused and just trying to navigate, like, you know, what I want my career to look like and what I what do I feel like my purpose is and where do I want to live and, you know, what what kind of connection do I want with my partner? What kind of connection do I want with myself? What kind of friends do I want to have? Do I want kids? Do I not want kids? Do I, you know, all these things. And I'm nothing is – but none of it is like – pressing, like I have to figure this out right now, but all of these questions are just start, have been swimming around and me feeling just murky and foggy. And, you know, a lot of times we want all the clarity before we're going to take a step, but the clarity I got was go to therapy because just go to therapy. And, and I need that support right now. And I'm in an eighth house perfection year. And if you know about I think I'm going to do an episode about perfection years, but I'll just kind of go over it real quick. Perfection years, it's a way, it's a a timestamp. It's a way to interpret a chart. And that means that every year of our lives, there's a different house of our chart that is activated or there's like a light shined on it. 
And it starts out at zero, and that's your first house. So year zero, it's a first house year, which think about it really makes sense because it's all about, I mean, when a newborn comes out, it's all about them, right? Like the whole world revolves around them. And when we're in first house perfection years, so And then you just add 12 to that. So zero or then, yeah, you just keep going up. So then at, um, you would have, so at age zero and then at age 12. So that's how you would add that and just keep adding 12 years and you can figure out, you know, when the first house perfection years. And I'm going to do a podcast episode on this because it's a lot more complex than that, but... (laughs) But anyway, I'm in an eighth house perfection year, and the eighth house is about shadows. It's about your past. It's about karmic connections. It's about debt. It's about other people's stuff. So I'm definitely in a year of like looking at, oh, shit, I really need to look at like my debt and my taxes and loans and things like that. Like I'm becoming very aware that this needs, I need to get all that under control this year. But I'm also becoming very aware of all of the shit that is from my family line or that I learned or other people's stuff, like other people's conditioning that I've put on myself. And so if you're 31, you're going through an eighth house perfection year. If you're 30, you're going through a seventh house perfection year, which is about relationships and marriage and one-on-one partnership. I moved in with my partner during my seventh house perfection year. And in my eighth house, in my eighth house perfection year, that's kind of considered a doozy. (laughs) So there are houses in the chart that are, you know, more positive and have more negative connotations to them. And it's not that the eighth house is bad. It's just the fact that, like, that's not a fun house. It's more fun to talk about, like, you know, creativity, play, sex, romance, like fifth house stuff, performing. You know, those are really fun topics. And if you're 28, you're in a, in a fifth house perfection year. So you might be focusing a lot more on creativity and self-expression. And depending on how your chart's set up, you know, that may be a really smooth, easy area for you, or you could have pain around that. But overall, those are still like lighter topics than like death, taxes, debt, other people's money. But it's other people's shit in general. And so I'm realizing as I go through this year that a lot of the things that affect me in my life belong to other people and I can give them back. I can reprogram my brain to the way that I, you know, my higher self wants to see reality and get out of lack, get out of fear, get out of this abandonment mindset that I've been in since a little girl, since my dad died. And, and again, like the death piece, like I'm confronting a death that's affected the rest of my life. So, you know, it's affected my whole life and, you know, deciding like how much of that do I want to hold on to? Not saying like, I don't, I don't, I'm going to let go of my dad, but you know, that the pain and the anguish and the abandonment and the fear and the stress and the anxiety that's come as a result of having him taken from me has been the part that I haven't gotten over And I think I have gotten over losing my dad, but have I gotten over what not having a dad felt like? No, I haven't. I would love to say I am, but I'm not. It affects me. It affects my relationship. It affects the way I see money. It affects the way I do my life and not in great ways. 
So this year, it's it's really since this year started, I have felt there's been more struggles around my mental stability and how I'm feeling and my internal and I'm and I realized this weekend that oh it's because I'm in an eighth house perfection year and I don't have my ass in therapy and getting support because all of this stuff is gonna come up. So you know a lot of us want to grit and bear tough transits and I get it. I mean and I've ha- I have people reach out to me a lot like when is the energy gonna get better and when is this gonna stop and when and I, I really understand the desire to just want to white knuckle it and get through it. But sometimes, and you know, if it's a couple days transit, I guess you can do you can do that. And you can take advantage of the energy and lean into it, or you can just kind of grit your teeth and make it through. But then when it hits again, it's gonna be just it's gonna be super painful because you didn't deal with it the last time. Um, or more painful. But especially with like perfection years, and that's why, you know, it's such a cool way to look at your chart because it's a whole year that you're focusing on one area of your life. And so like when I was in my fifth house perfection year, I wrote a book. I self-published. I designed the cover. I like was very, very creative um, that year. And I wrote a ton of music. I It was like just a year of me being super creative and it was a, it was a, I mean, it was actually kind of tough year, but it was also a fun year, like in respects of like all of that creativity, that was really, really fun. Um, but now being in an eighth house year, I'm like, okay, this is all going to come up. And you know, when you're in a fifth house year, okay, embrace your creativity, do things creative, but if, and, but if you're in, in a tough you know, a tougher year, like a 12th house year, a 6th house year, an 8th house year, what do you do? Do you just grit your teeth? No, you 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 get support. So that was the message that came through to me. Um, and I know I'm getting a little off, I'm getting very off topic, and I'm now going to get back to the forecast. But I'm, I'm just, I really am wanting to start letting you guys in a little bit more so that you understand like the human the human aspect of astrology you know when i just talk about the stars and the transits and this is happening and that's happening i don't know if you really get it like astrology is so personal and intimate to me and is sacred to me and part of it is and the reason is is because of this i love learning about all this stuff and i learn i love you know knowing about this person being a Capricorn and what that means or a Scorpio, or, you know, all, I love all that stuff. But when I can look at this and apply it to my life and help me heal, that's why it's magic. That's why I want to share it with you all, not just as like a fun party trick, but this, this can help you understand what's going on in your life so that you can use the energy to heal. So you can use the energy to evolve. So Mercury in Aries, this is a really good time also to get active. Um, Mercury and Mars now have mutual reception with each other, which means that Mars is in a sign that Mercury rules and Mercury is in a sign that Mars rules. So that's a bit more harmony because it's kind of like you're staying at your friend's house and your friend's staying at your house. So there's a little bit more of like flow (laughs) 
and okay, well, I can call them if I don't know where something is, or they can help me know the best way to, you know, navigate, I don't know, load their dishwasher or whatever. Like, oh, there's a weird sound. What does that mean? You can call your friend and they'll tell you what it means. Oh yeah, this is, you know, so, and then they can do the same thing. So when Mercury and Mars are in each other's homes, they can get Mercury, Mars things done more effectively. So one really great way to use this energy is writing. If you're a writer, you can get a shit ton of writing done during the course of this transit. So And you can also use this energy to get things done and to check things off list. Also, use this energy to do maintenance on your car. (laughs) That's some way I'm going to use this energy because Mercury does rule transportation and Mars rules that like energy, um, but it can also rule accidents. So, you know, use that energy in a positive way. Do the maintenance on your car. Also, technology, any kind of like upgrades you need to do with your technology it's now is a pretty it'll now is a pretty good time to do it with Mercury in Aries and that mutual reception. So the next transit that happens is Venus in Aries is going to form a sextile with Mars in Gemini. So this is going to be happening on April 6th. Mars is a lot more willing to communicate with Venus about how she can maximize her time in the sign. So as we said earlier, like Mars and Mercury, there's a little bit more of a mutual reception going on. And sextile is an opportunity and it's a more harmonious energy. So Mars and Venus are also going to be in a little bit better place to communicate. So this is a really, Venus, this is a time when like Venus gets some attention. So Mars is reminding Venus like how to work it and to do things that feel good. So Venus is a planet of relationships. And a lot of times, if you have really strong Venus plans, uh, planets in your chart, or if you have heavy Taurus or Libra placements, you might find that you are very other focused. Um, and so yeah, Mars comes in and spices Venus up a little bit and is like, girl, remember to work it. So that's just a fun, this is just a good time to like feel good, do things that feel good, get into your body, do things that bring you pleasure. Um, you know, put on your makeup, put on your heels, whatever makes you feel sexy though. So if sweatpants make you feel sexy, rock it. If, you know, stiletto heels and fishnets make you feel sexy, rock it. And also feel good in your body. So just exploring themes around that. On April 9th, Neptune is squaring Mars. Okay, so (laughs) this is, as we know right now, we're dealing with some Neptunian, Piscean energy with Mercury um, in Pisces. And this is going to be another murky transit. Um, It's not as much of our mental energy, but it's more just about like, we're going to really struggle to stay focused because there's a lot of murky action going on. So it'll kind of be like, and also Mars and Gemini is already kind of all over the place because Gemini jumps subjects a lot, moves around a lot. So forming, so Mars is already not great at staying on topic in Gemini. And then you put it in, you know, squaring Neptune and Pisces it's kind of like going into a room and being and like, okay, I'm going to go put all my clothes up and then walk in the room and be like, what was I doing in here? Or, you know, starting a sentence and then like forgetting where you were going. Um, so that kind of energy um, and also just a lot of maybe doing action that you think needs to happen, but it doesn't. 
Um, so th th there can be some wasted energy here. A great way to use this transit would be to do some like witchy meditative work. Anything that involves your physical body and like healing. So you could do some yoga, you could do some nonlinear move movement, um, breath work, anything like that, or any type of ritual because Mars is about cutting. So this is a really good time to like cut energy or let go of energy or move it out um, of things or even just different places that you've people that your energy is attached to just going through and cutting off that energy. It's a really great time to do it. Um, or any other, you know, ritual work. And then on April 11th, we have a new moon in Aries at 9.30 p.m. So new moons start a six-month cycle. So new moons are all about the beginning, the beginning of a cycle. So Aries has been, <laughs> Aries has kind of been through hell over the past couple, like six months because Mars was in retrograde. So as these planets have begun to pile up in Aries, I think, you know, we've been getting our energy back. Um, and wherever Aries is in your chart, you're probably getting a little bit more ramped up. My midheaven is in Aries. And guys, I haven't known what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Like, I'm also going through some other transits that would indicate that. But yeah, I'm like, I love astrology. I love music. I love talking. I love design. I love food. I don't know. I just don't know. And that's okay. <laughs> but the Mars energy and the Aries energy ramping up is saying, just move forward. Just do something. You don't have to have it all figured out, but just do something. Start making things moving forward and not changing everything from week to week to week. Um, so the pileup of planets in there, it's Chiron, Mercury, the sun, and the moon all in Aries. And I do want to point out that I think this is actually a really great new moon. I'm excited about this new moon. It's definitely something big starting. Um, so this is a great time to start like exercise routines or really anything that you're wanting to start. Um, but keep in mind that Mars is basically Thor. He's like the fiery warrior god and totally rules thunder. So there will likely be you know, a shaking up energy. Um, and because Venus is squaring Pluto for this moon, there could even be like a compulsion energy around relationships or around your finances or really anything you value. This is going to really depend on where this hits in your chart. So for me, this is hitting like my ninth house and my sixth house because Pluto's currently in Capricorn. Um, and so that square and that tension, it's hitting in my sixth house and then my ninth house. So, and because I have my midheaven there. So there's a lot of tension for me building up around my day-to-day -day job and the work that I want to do. It's not bad tension. I want to say that like the Pluto Venus square, it's something that's kind of been simmering for a while. Like I've been feeling kind of like burnt out at my job and not really f like, I love teaching. I love my kids, but I've been feeling just that burnout of like, okay, I enjoy doing this to an extent, but there needs to be some sort of transformation. There needs to be like a death and rebirth in the, my connection to my day-to-day -day job and like what I'm actually doing, my purpose to be here, like my career, why I'm showing up and teaching. And there, so there has, and when I say teaching, I mean like teaching astrology and spirituality. So there, there's a tension and there's a face-off and I can feel that simmering. I don't really know what it's going to look like. 
Um, but yeah, there it could be different. So if you're curious about this for you, go ahead and book a reading with me. Um, I think it can be really, I mean, I, I, you know, you listen to these forecasts and I think they're great. I think, you know, intuit them and apply them. And if you can read your own chart, apply them there. But I think it can be so beneficial to just know where this energy is happening in your chart. Because like for me, I, I have a lot of different things like going on in my life right now. And I can feel that there's something new coming and I don't exactly know what area it's in until I look at my own chart and go, oh, this is happening. It's happening in my ninth house. It's happening on my midheaven. There's something new coming when it comes to my career and what I'm doing for a living and what I'm known to be doing. So that's the 11th. That's the new moon in Aries. And again, this is starting a six-month cycle. So new moons are a great time for manifestation. So you can do the manifestation around what's actually being activated in your chart, or you can just do manifestation about whatever you're wanting to manifest. I do think it's more powerful to look at your chart and say, okay, Aries is in my ninth house. I'm going to manifest things around. Now this is hitting my midheaven, so it's a little bit different for me. But so ninth house is like philosophy, it's travel, it's um, teaching, it's higher learning, it's religion, it's spirituality, um, it's also astrology. So, the, and but my midheaven's there, which is like, that's like my highest peak, that's the highest point of who I could be and evolve into in this life. And so I'm setting manifestations around that. I'm setting intentions around that for this new moon. And I don't have a lot of clarity. I, hopefully I will have more clarity by the 11th of maybe exactly what I'm wanting to manifest. But right now I'm just like, I know I want to be teaching people and helping people connect to their higher self. And I think astrology is a part of that. And other things. But I don't have a ton of clarity of exactly what it looks like. So but that's how you can use new moon energy. If you're curious about how to do that for yourself, drop me a DM, um, set up a reading if you want like an in-depth one. But if you just, you know, have a little question, want a little clarity, feel free to drop me a DM. Um, or I have mini readings available. I actually had somebody do those last week and it was really fun. We did a, she did a few for a few different questions and it was so fun. And we went back and forth on, on, you know, on voice memos for a while just so I could get some clarity. Um, but yeah, she didn't need a whole reading. She just wanted some clarity around a few areas. And she, so all you got to do to do that, there's a link in my bio um, for mini readings or 10 minutes. So what you do is you click the link, you go to it and you'll sign up. You'll basically schedule a session um, and then but that we won't actually have, but you'll schedule a session. And then 48 hours, within 48 hours, I will have responded to the question. So you'll fill that out. You'll put your birth information and then you'll put your two to three questions that you have for me. And then within 48 hours, I'll send you a 10 minute voice recording um, about your questions. And sometimes depending on what it is, I may message you and we may talk back and forth and then I send you your reading. So it all depends, but I think that's a really fun thing to do. So if you're curious about maybe how you could use the new and full moons this month, get a mini reading. That's a fun, that's a really fun question. So that leads us to April 14th. Venus enters the sign of Taurus. Guys, I'm really excited about this. 
because Venus has been in Aries and she's been camping and she's been out in the wild and she gets to come home to her cozy bed and her slippers and her chocolates and her green smoothies. And she's just so happy. So this is just going to be a really nice transit of feeling more inspired, feeling more creative and relaxed. And we're going to have more energy to focus on relationships. So just a few days before she's getting squared by Pluto, which is a really that's that can be that can be kind of a rough transit. And so I think just her entering into Taurus and just kind of getting to go after all that, it's going to be so nice for her. Um, so this is a really good time to reevaluate relationships of all kinds, our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with others. It's not necessarily going to be a time of like, you're going to go through and go like, I don't want this relationship. I do want this one. I don't want this one. I do want this one. It's going to be more about, I think, nurturing the relationships that you have and reevaluating how to nurture them and how to heal them and how to help them grow even stronger with more stability. This is probably probably not necessarily like a time when um, a ton of new relationships are going to begin or end. So this is more of a time of strengthening the current relationship. And that's, again, our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with others, and that's intimate partners and friendships. So this doesn't, anytime I say Venus, I don't just mean romantic. It's literally relationships of all kinds. It also is money. So if you, like me, have been kind of, you know, in a financial frenzy over the past year, Venus entering Taurus is going to help give you some uh, some stability. Um and that may mean like you start setting up more structures around money. It also could just mean that there's more money flowing into you. So, and again, depending on where that's hitting your chart exactly, it's going to look a little different from everybody. On April 18th, Mercury is conjuncting the sun and is forming a Kazemi. This happens at 17 degrees of Aries. So a Kazemi is when the sun and Mercury are right on top of each other. And it's basically like this happened last month with Venus. But it's basically like the sun is so bright that it like combust and you can't see Mercury at all. So because it's blinded by the light, we can't really see what's being prepared and what's being planned because it's so bright, but something's coming. So that's going to be the energy around that time. So that may be like... So you may be starting to get a sense at this point of like something's happening, something's changing, you know, good things like, you know, progress is being made, but I don't exactly know what it is yet. So I mean, like on a global scale, that's going to look like probably the pandemic and like the different vaccines getting out at a little quicker rate and even kind of getting in like we may around that time like start hearing like when this is all going to quote unquote be over, but we're probably not going to see it like clearly. So they may not, we may not have like a clear timeline or there may be some like disagreement around it, or it may just be like, it's too soon to say, we don't know, we'll see. But there's probably going to be at that time, whether we know it or not, decisions being made behind the scenes around the pandemic and movement and travel and moving forward. And then as the sun leaves or as they, they break away from each other, um, actually, Mercury will leave. Um, as the as this conjunction breaks up, um, we'll start seeing, like, what those blueprints are. 
Um, on April 19th, the sun is entering Taurus. So this is a slowing down and a smelling the roses. I'm really excited about this transit, um, even though I know that you know, there's been some slowness and some murkiness, but I, I think overall there hasn't been a lot of rest for a lot of us. We've been very restless, and even though we might have been feeling halted in our tracks, that doesn't mean that we felt like we could really rest. Like I think, you know, a lot of us, for me, I mean, I've I talked to so I've talked to friends, and I'll be like, I just it takes me like three hours just to get myself to go outside and go on a walk. Like I just do everything to not do that, and I will just pace around my house or just, but there's just this restless energy. And I think when the sun goes into Taurus, we're going to just be able to rest a little bit more and nurture ourselves. That doesn't, we're actually, Taurus is a great energy to get things done and maintain things. It's just at a lot slower pace and it's at a more consistent pace. So Aries energy is like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to start this project. We're going to record the podcast and we're going to go here. We're going to do that. Taurus is like, okay, we're going to record the podcast at the same time every week. And we're going to plan it like this. And we're not going to record five episodes in one day. We're going to record one. And then the next day, you're going to edit. And then the next day, you're going to send it to Caleb to finish or whatever. <laughs> That's actually not what I would do at all. But the point is, is like, it's not that we're not going to get anything done. It's just that we're going to be doing it at a more sustainable pace. And if you're somebody that has a ton of fire and you don't like slowing down, it might get a little tough for you. But I would say lean into it, use this energy to figure out how to come up with sustainable long-term ways to do to your day-to-day. That's really what Taurus always wants us to do is to think about the long-term. And it also, it's ruled by Venus. So it wants us to enjoy, like how are we setting ourselves up to enjoy our lives, not just survive them? On April 22nd, Venus is forming a conjunction in the sign with Uranus in the sign of Taurus. So Uranus is all about surprises and and it's shifts and it's quick things. So sometimes it can be like accidents. Uranus is also accidents um, or clumsiness, um, but it's something you didn't expect coming through. So Venus, again, it rules your relation. It rules our relationships. It rules money. Um, it rules our values. It rules food. So there will likely be something a sudden manifestation of those topics happening around that time or a shift in that time. This can also be like a light bulb moment when you realize that you enjoy something more than you thought you did or that you no longer enjoy something that you used to. So, I mean, and this can even be as down, like, you know, as simple as like, I really, really used to love wearing high heels. And now I really just don't. Like, I don't like wearing them anymore. I do, by the way. But I just really don't like wearing them. Or, you know, maybe you watch TV every night and you're like, you know, I really just don't enjoy that. I would really rather, you know, start reading more at night, which is actually something we've been talking about, but haven't done yet. So, you know, hopefully, maybe around that time, maybe, hopefully before then. But, um, but this can also be like surprised money. Like all of a sudden, you know, you realize like, oh, oh my gosh, all this money just showed up for me. Um, yeah, so changes there. Um, it also, I always find, I love when Uranus comes into play because it's always kind of, it's funny to like watch what comes out on Netflix. So I'm curious, like Uranus and Taurus, we've had a lot of like kind of weird shows around food, <laughs> like interesting or, you know, it's just, 
just a little out there, like lots of shows around food have been coming out. But I, and I'm curious when Venus goes into court, uh, conjuncts Uranus, if we'll see, yeah, some more fun Netflix shows around food and like innovation of food. Um, and then also on the 22nd, the moon is trining the Venus Uranus conjunction. So even though that there might be some like, ah, like freaking out with it, also, you know, Uranus is nervous energy and it can be anxiety too. So especially if you're a Venus ruled rising sun, moon, sun, moon, or rising. And so if you're a sun, moon, rising Libra or Taurus, um, you might feel a little nervy around this time. Um, but hopefully with that Virgo moon, there can be a little bit of grounding and practicality of just like what to do with. So if like you do have this surprise burst of money, you know, like, okay, what do I do with it? And again, you could all of a sudden lose money. Like that's Uranus is not really good nor bad. It's Uranus is electricity. So like sometimes it's great. <laughs> like it lights up a room, but if you get electrocuted, it's not so great. So, but Virgo is going to bring a sense, a, a flowing grounding energy to that, that I hope is the moon that I hope that I think is going to be comforting to us around whatever. So even if it's like an exciting thing, it's going to be like, okay, awesome. Well, what are we going to do with this money to make it, you know, last? Or what are we going to do with this money practically? And, you know, if all of a sudden, you know, you lose money. Okay, well, what are, what can we do now to help shift that. So with that, you know, with that kind of intense energy, I do think that that Virgo moon is going to help us out a lot. So on March 23rd, Mars is entering the sign of Cancer. So this is going to be, we're going to feel a slowing down again, um, because Mars, this is its fall. Mars is in its fall in Cancer. It is exalted in Capricorn. Um, I have a good friend of mine. She has her Mars in Capricorn. She can get so much shit done. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Just can go, 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 get all her shit done. I have my Mars in Sagittarius. I'm like, I get things done sometimes and randomly. And then I change and I like do all this stuff and then I switch. But her Mars is in Capricorn and she's like, okay, we're going to do this, this, this. So Mars loves being in Capricorn because Mars loves movement and getting shit done and Capricorn's like great here's a to-do list but then Mars going into cancer cancer's the mother it's nurturing so Mars is like I don't want all those feelings I want to get shit done I don't want to feel a bunch of stuff um it this can also make us a little passive aggressive because we don't generally want to be really straightforward with Mars and cancer if you have your Mars and cancer you might notice that about yourself like you're not much of a fighter um and you might be a little passive aggressive sometimes, but this is also like a mama bear energy. So we may see even, you know, globally, like I don't, I really see this energy of like women stepping up and being like, uh-uh, like this isn't happening or that feminine energy, again, not just necessarily women, but feminine, divine feminine standing up and being like, no, you know, no more. And we're not doing this. We're not going to fucking worry about legislation and laws and all this shit. No, this stops fucking now. And I'm, you know, I f I'm feeling that so much with, oh, God, the fucking shootings and all this stuff that's happening. Like, I'm feeling that mama bear energy of just like, no, like this stops now. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep arguing around 
all these crazy, I mean, Jesus, the shit that gets signed in this country is appalling to me of the lack of gun regulation in this country and how easy it is to get a gun. And I mean, I honestly see that mama bear energy coming up around that time and Let's move. And the person that keeps popping in my head is Glennon Doyle. I don't know if she has her Mars and Cancer, but she has got that like, uh uh-uh, Mama Bear, Brene Brown. Like, but there's something about Glennon Doyle that like she just, she's no, she's feisty and she's absolutely not over my dead body. Are we going to keep doing this? Like, no. And that's that Mars and Cancer energy. Um, There are also a lot of feelings in this placement. So, Feel your feelings, let them out. They can, it's really easy to internalize feelings under this transit. So be really, be thoughtful about letting them out, especially anger. Anger is really easy to get suppressed during this time. And if you're going to suppress it during the cancer, when it comes into Leo, it's going to come out. So, you know, feel your feelings. It is good because you're probably not going to fly off the handle as much. But if you're somebody that always kind of tends to push things under the rug and is kind of prone to passive aggression, just be aware through the 23rd through, I believe, June 11th, you know, you might be just being aware of your feelings and making sure that you're not sweeping things under the rug that you really need to say. And then all of a sudden they come out six weeks later. And then on April 24th, (laughs) I just put hot mess express. Mercury in Taurus will be conjuncting with Uranus in Taurus. So it's funny, I just said like, oh, Mars is going to be in Cancer, and so we might be suppressing our feelings. Yeah, but that day, we won't be, because that's going to be all of our, but it's going to be like a lot of talking. It might not even be our real feelings. It's just going to kind of be an explosion of talking. So there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of hot energy that day. I would say stay off social media. It's gonna be a shit show. You're probably gonna be a lot more likely to like get caught in like, you know, an Instagram debate or whatever. Um, there is innovation and movement. I would say just like stay off screens that day in general because Uranus is that nervy energy. Mercury is our mental state. So there's a there's a definite possibility to just get really stressed out from just even being around technology that day. Um, yeah, I don't really – I mean, there's definitely possibility for like movement forward – I don't see a ton of ways that I really want to mess with this transit as far as like how to work with it. Um, This is other than changing your thoughts, change, you know, working on your mindset, reprogramming. You can do a lot of reprogramming around that time. Um, But yeah, overall, take care of your nervous system, drink water, ground. Honestly, if you can just kind of not be on social media or anything that day, I'd suggest it. On that same day, Saturn is... Saturn in Aquarius squares Mercury in Uranus. So the, the I guess the there is a slowing down energy to that. Um and Venus is also squaring Saturn. So there could be um productive conversations happening around that time. It may be when the stuff is finally rising to the surface to have these conversations. Um so again, this is gonna kind of depend on like where this is in your chart, but yeah, there, there, there's a lot of hot energy that day. So ground, being thoughtful, 
Um, it's it's going to kind of be a tense day. So it, there's all so much going on that I'm kind of just like, I mean, it, it's just got, it could go anywhere. So just be aware on the 24th, taking really good care of yourself. If you start feeling crazy like days prior to that, not shocking. Um, you're not crazy. You're just picking up on the energy and just asking yourself, like, how can I support myself during this time? And just go ahead and have yourself, like, well set up for it. Like, again, plan. And this may not be, like, a day to just, like, coop up in your house and, like, cut off the world because there is a there can be a lot of, like, you know, anxiety going on with this transit. Um, but doing something constructive is, I would say, maybe getting into your body would be a, a good way to maybe offset some of this transit. And then two days later, we have the full moon in Scorpio. Whew, there is so much energy going on towards the end of the month. But there is a lot of time. So Scorpio is going to bring up a lot of emotions. And then Mars, which rules Scorpio traditionally, is in the sign of Cancer. So and then also this moon is sextiling Pluto that is opposing Uranus. There may be some unsettling energy around this moon, but this can be an incredible time for healing. A lot of emotions might come up, but there is an ability to finally get to the bottom of it because Scorpio energy is, it wants to see what's underneath, what's underneath, what's underneath, what's underneath. So I'm kind of getting a sense for this energy. And again, this is going to kind of depend on where this is in your house. But for me, I'm kind of getting a sense of this energy like, I think I know what everything means in my life, and I think I know why things are happening, but I actually think that there's a lot more layers underneath it, and around this full moon, I, you know, we can actually get to the bottom of that. Like, what is at the bottom of all of these emotions? And, you know, I'm going to say for myself, it's normally really, really simple. It's normally not as complex and grandiose as we think it is. Um... I've been having this come up a lot lately where I'll just get all this anxiety, um, like abandonment issues come up, scarcity comes up, and then, and I project it in so many ways. I project it on my partner, I project it on my career, I project it on my finances, I project, just project, project, project. And then I get down to it and it's just still those core wounds of just feeling unsettled as a kid and feeling abandoned and feeling you know, like I didn't have enough security at the onset of my life. And rather than, you know, continuing to project this out onto the rest of my life to go in and just say, okay, let's heal that. Let's really, really heal that energy. And let's heal that little girl who felt that way and support her and love her because I really need it. And you know, if I want to show up for you all and I want to show up for my partner and I want to show up for the other people in my life, I have to take care of that little girl because she's screaming right now. And, you know, I've taken I've spent time taking care of her before in the past where I really focused, went to a lot of therapy, did a lot of reprogramming, really focused on what was going on. But now I'm at a new level and that's what we're supposed to do. And more stuff is getting triggered and more things are being pushed to the surface. And rather than, 
And there's part of me that just wants to blame my external circumstances and say, well, if that was different and this was different and that, then I would be okay. But that's not true. (laughs) The truth is, is there is a screaming little girl that is so scared and has been crying for so long that just wants somebody to tell her it's going to be okay. And every time that I run around and I try to fix all this other stuff before doing that, before taking care of her, she buys the lie that she's not safe. When she's so safe, I'm so safe, I'm so okay, I'm so taken care of. And, but that's a deep wound in me. And just telling myself that doesn't change anything. I'm gonna, I have to really go through and do that work. And so, you know, for me right now, that looks like my finances are really limited. So for me, that looks like doing Lacey Phillips work to be magnetic, doing reprogramming work. And then I'm getting a therapist because my insurance covers it. And I don't have to pay for that. And I'm really grateful for that. But I can't afford to do a whole lot of other things right now. But I'm really want and other things too, you know, meditation, rituals, baths, walking, yoga, self care, you know, tapping, there's so many other things. But those are the, you know, my financial, quote unquote, I guess, investments. Um, Because I am paying for insurance. So I am paying for therapy. Um, So but I'm I'm using this energy to heal rather than being upset that it's getting activated because, yeah, it's getting activated because it's ready to heal and it's ready to it's ready to be transformed. And that's what Scorpio is here to do. So around that full moon, releasing, you know, our compulsions, releasing our controls, releasing our fears. Um, Scorpio is like about deep, deep intimacy. So if there's fears around intimacy, if there's fears around sexual connection, um, even with yourself, this doesn't just have to be in a partnership. I know for me, so much of my intimacy issues is, is really my intimacy with myself. And really, that's where it all starts anyway. It's all, that's all it. And then it reflects on my partner and it reflects on our connection. So you know, look, using that Scorpio energy to heal that. And for me, it's hitting my house, it's hitting my house of home, it's hitting my earlier conditioning. So I mean, it's very obvious to me of like reprogramming and healing and letting go of abandonment and fear and scarcity and lack in all areas of my life. Um, and becoming that safe place for myself. So and then on the 30th, the sun is conjuncting Uranus. This is a time of inner revelation, but we need to prepare to also be willing to give up control. And again, this is going to depend on where this is hitting in your chart. So this is happening in Taurus. So look where Taurus is in your chart. So for me, that's hitting my house of career and finances. And so anything kind of to do with that area. So I've been kind of knowing something was coming and something was shifting, and I shared that earlier. And so around that time, my guess is something's probably going to shift for me, but that could even just be like I realize where I need to shift and I realize where I need to go and I realize what I need to do differently. Um, So, But that can manifest in many different ways. I personally have the sun conjunct Uranus in my own chart. And this, it's a, first of all, it's a clumsy energy. I break things a lot. I run into things a lot. I have a lot of accidents. I'm kind of backwards in the way I do my life. Um, It also is why I've been diagnosed with ADHD because sun conjunct Uranus definitely is ADHD. Um, 
that's what it looks like. But but I am I'm also just kind of like, but I'm an MG. Do I really have ADHD? Um, but it's a lot of like I have random bursts of insight. So it's not like I'm and it's not very logical. Like it's not like, you know, okay, I do A plus B plus C and then, you know, this happens. No, it's so much more like I'm just going about my day and being spontaneous and fun. And then all of a sudden, I have this crazy idea, or I this person calls me and it was exactly what I was thinking about. It's a it's a very like magical energy. It doesn't feel as very as spiritual to me as like Neptune energy. I have Neptune and Uranus conjuncting my sun. So I have kind of a mix of both. It more feels like Ooh, the movie, if you guys, this is an older movie, it has Lindsay Lohan in it, Just My Luck. And just things just kind of like worked out for her a lot. And she would just have these like random things, really positive happen. And then her luck got bad. And then she switched her luck and then everything went to shit. And then, but that's kind of a funny way of thinking about like the sun Uranus. It's those kind of just quick kismet things that happen for us. So be on the lookout for those around the 30th. Okay, guys, that is our forecast for April 2021. Please let me know what you think, if this resonates with you, if you guys have any questions. Um, Again, if you want to know where any of these placements are in your own chart, set up a full reading. Let's really get in there, especially if this is like if if your birthday is coming up, please book a reading. We can go through your perfection year. We can go through the themes coming up for this year. Um, And yeah, that's a really it's a it's a it's a really good thing to do around your birthday or significant like turning points in your life. Um, but if or you can also do, like I said, a mini reading and you can, you know, put questions in like tell me about the new moon in my chart this month or tell me about this date, it, you know, and it's it's 27 bucks. So it doesn't have to be like the biggest questions in life, you know, for a lot of really big stuff. I would say, yeah, book a reading. Um, but yeah, like the questions, especially about like dates and stuff, I think those are perfect for that. So go ahead and do that. If you like today's episode, please, please rate and review it and share it with a friend. I really, really appreciate how much you guys have been doing that. Last month, I had more downloads than I've ever had on this podcast ever. And I had no guest. And that actually kind of makes me want to cry that you guys supported this podcast this much when it was just me and you listened and showed up to episodes when I was just talking. And I feel really honored by that and appreciate that. I will obviously still have guests in the future, but yeah, I love that you guys like like listening to, to this and what we're doing here. Um So just thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. So with that, and then also please hit me up on social media at Victoria G. Stevens or at I Speak Human Podcast. Anyways, I hope you guys have an amazing start to April and enjoy this energy. Enjoy getting some shit done. Enjoy this Aries energy. And if you have any questions, topic ideas, or even guests that you'd like to recommend for the podcast, or maybe you would like to be a guest yourself, email me if you are somebody that has a spiritual business or does something that you feel would be in alignment with what I'm doing here, Um, or you're an astrologer and you want to chat with me or whatever. I love having guests on the show. I'm not great at reaching out and connecting to guests, but 
if you are interested in being on the show and like would like to promote your business or you think that we could be in alignment um, and that could flow, hit me up. Let's chat about it. Um, yeah, we can get that set up. So if it's a good fit. So without further ado, hope you guys have a beautiful week. Thanks for listening. Bye.